This week on Talk About That, John gets hacked by a nefarious New Zealander and ponders a future in politics. Meanwhile, I put my mattress on the floor like a college dorm room and avoid watching He-Man like a good Christian. Also, a conversation about the balance between being confident and staying humble. Today's episode is not sponsored by Sporks. 50% spoon, 50% fork, 100% useless. Let's go. It's Monday. It's where the souls of many are born before the public. Let's talk about that. <laughs> well, the souls of two. <laughs> I feel like you. <laughs> is that born with an E? Yes. That's yeah, yeah. No, they're not born. They're 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 born. Borny. <laughs> before the public, like they are made old, manifest. Like ye old times. Yeah, ye old. Times. Did I tell you the other day that poo poo has two H's on it? It's a yeah, real we, word. We talked yeah. about it on the podcast. I mean, I love I, it. I poo poo that. I poo poo. Yeah. So <laughs> don't poo poo our podcast. <laughs> well, it's good to see you again. I, uh, I, I'm, my core is engaged today. Right now? Well, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, in, it's, I'm, I'm not happy about it. Uh, I don't think involuntary core engagement is a... I didn't know that was a thing. Well, here's what's happening. Unless you're so, hooked up to an electrical current. So our dog Toby has been through a roller coaster of sickness and weird, unexplained arthritis and everything with him. So he's kind of going downhill and then back uphill and then back down. So we moved the bed to the floor. Right. Because, you know, Toby's a bed dog. Our dogs are bed dogs. We're idiots for our dogs. And he can't jump in the bed anymore. So we're like, oh, if this is kind of it for him, we need to, like, have this. I want to make him as comfortable as possible. Yeah. So I put, we took our mattress, put it on the floor. Well, it's fine. Like, when you're laying on a mattress on the floor, it just feels like a mattress. It does not change. But getting out of the mattress when you're on the floor, you can't just, like, dangle your feet over mm. and just get out of bed. You, you have to, like, sit up. It's like climbing out of a well every time I have to go to the bathroom. And so I just... You know we're just talking about you getting above the floor. Yes. You're supposed to be able to do that without using your hands. It's like a measure. Like a, like a ninja spring you're seeing, up to That's my, what they say. That's like a measurement of how long you live if you, can, if you can get off the floor without using your hands from like a seated position. Uh, well, part of it's like I have one of those... It's a very spongy mattress. It's very, you know, it's uh, plush. I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's the mattress. So I'm in there. Part of it may be that you're a spongy guy. How about that? <laughs> I'm a spongy kind of guy. hey But yeah, so I just... You, the noise is... <laughs> Whereas before you just kind of swing your legs over, you're out of bed. <laughs> And it's but so when you fall into bed, you're falling like four feet onto the right. floor too. So it's a whole thing. Yeah. So I just I'm a little I'm sore today. So this whole time, by the way, when you tell me that you put the mattress on the floor, yeah, I thought that was a mattress just for the dog. I did not realize that you were sleeping on the floor. No, we're on the floor with our dog because I wanted him to be. Con- I mean, he sleeps in the bed. What with a us. Guy. So it's like, well, look, we're what just we're done. People might think it's weird, but I don't care. Nah, I'm very sorry about Toby. Yeah, we hope he's going to turn around. He kind of got so much better. During the week, last week, like last time we did the podcast was when we were like, they were running tests yeah. and they put him on steroids and he got so much better, like immediately. Yeah. We were like, oh man, we, this is amazing. And then yeah, last night he started kind of going downhill again. I was like, oh no. And today he's like really stiff again and not standing well and just kind of listless. I'm like, oh no. If I was doing the scientific method here, I'd put him back on the full, no, you can't do it forever, but do the full dose of steroids and just yeah. see if he perks back up again. And then you're at least identifying the variable. Maybe. You know? But I don't want to do it without a doctor's note. Well, yeah, you call a doctor. Yeah. I wasn't like telling you to go out to the street corner and buy steroids for a dog. <laughs> I needs, can't get somebody to offer me needs, regular drugs. Who needs two over here? 
I got. Okay, right now Johnny is thinking of the canine steroid name. What would it be? No, it's fine. No, I. Uh, I'm, but I'm bummed out, and I'm kind of gloomy today again, sorry, just because buddy. of that. But it's all right. It's part of it's part of having a pet. What are you going to do? Yeah, it sucks. Uh, the whole that whole journey, as you, as we know. and you've been through it this week. You got hacked. So I got hacked last night. Johnny's John's pretty important. I yeah, let me tell you. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was people a, want their hands on that account. The Russian government, maybe people want those thousand followers. Well, it, it, yeah, there's a thousand followers, and it's on Twitter, which I don't. Twitter is kind of like just where I I automatically post to from Instagram as well. It's always make sure it goes to Twitter as well. Like I don't do a lot of like actual tweeting on its own outside of Instagram yeah. anymore. Or you retweet some things occasionally. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, Instagram, Twitter is just a it's just a, it's a hard place. It's like it's like the dark alley of social media. Yeah, it's where you buy doggy steroids. Yeah, it's like you go. <laughs> You just you're just gonna get beat up every time you walk in there. You know, mm-hmm. I was I was I did look over Twitter a little bit on like Martin Luther King Day, and it was like everybody rebuking everybody for anything they said about Martin Luther King that day. Yeah. Well, you're, if you said things today, you're using I, his legacy in the I wrong hope way. You're, I hope you're living it all, and I agree with that. But it was so preachy after a while. I was right. like, man, can anybody like I don't know? It's, yeah. I just I'm glad we're honoring Martin Luther King today. So yes, we should honor more. I got it. I got it. I just. <laughs> There were there was just like seventy five of them though. It's just like you're just taking shots. Everyone thinks they have his legacy nailed down, and everyone else is falling short of it. Well, that's what I love. Like Jamar Tisby posted, I can't remember what it was. Um, I can't I can't remember which platform he was on, but he was like, "Hey, listen, you know, if we was not do injustice to his legacy, because you have to acknowledge that you know there were some political leanings that were more radical than a lot of us want to." You know, right. acknowledge and, and also he had a deep personal faith that led him towards the work that he did. Like it's yeah. a both and kind of thing, you know. Yeah, this comedian, a uh, uh, guy from the Nashville scene who's now on Saturday Night Live, James Austin Johnson. He posted yesterday. He posted. Uh, I just want to thank the internet for teaching me about this great man, MLK. Yesterday, he sounds like an amazing leader who was both a conservative Republican icon and a fiery Marxist radical who ultimately wanted everyone to sit back and have a great time in the U.S. of A. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's basically, if you read just like a, a disparate amount of tweets uh, about him, you're just like, he's being co-opted by both sides for whatever oh, reason. Yeah. He just wanted us all to be colorblind and blah, blah, blah. He would have stood against CRT too. Yeah. And then you somehow on the far left is just like making him out to be, you know, whatever. It's, it's, it's fascinating to watch, but people just do. And they do the same with Jesus. That's the, that's what's there. I kept drawing those clues like, this is what we do yeah. with Jesus' teachings were like either make him just like well he was a total socialist communist whatever or no he had a, he would have had a gun you know had he, you know I'm saying yeah. like if Jesus were alive now he would have guns and he'd be at my Trump rally with me or whatever you decide that your Jesus is yeah we just take his legacy and put it we insert it into our own ideologies maybe yeah it's crazy because yesterday someone sent me a TikTok I'm not on TikTok a lot Johnny TikTok. TikTok. You said TikTok. You no, I did not say TikTok. I think you said TikTok. I said TikTok. <laughs> Johnny, I know what it is. I'm leaving that. I'm not your, going back can to Can I get you a TikTok? <laughs> We're not close enough I together keep, for me I to know no, if you need not, a TikTok. across the room. So someone sent me a TikTok. Yeah. And it was about, um, okay, oh, I can't say who it was. Oh, okay. Because I'm not, I want to make sure it wasn't taking, it wasn't taken out of context. Like it was a part of a guy's speech. Yeah. It's a guy that we reference sometimes on the podcast. 
and perhaps he was quoting someone else. It appears it was authentic, but oh, I haven't okay. seen the whole thing. So this is how, by the way, everybody – I don't I mean this to be preachy myself, but I really am attempting to verify the fullness of a source before we just go isolating out a five-second right. clip kind of thing. But yeah. it would be hard. I can't, I can't find a lot of contexts in which – this would have made sense unless for some reason he was quoting, but it sounds more like this what he was saying. I just don't know, you know what he said was. He said to the – he was at some rally, I think like a – one of the I don't know, Freedom for America rallies or one of those. Yeah. He's a preacher. He's a Christian preacher. Okay. Okay. And he literally said the words, I hear people tell me that you should preach more like Jesus. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, if I did that, then none of y'all would have bought tickets to this rally. Oh. Literally said it. And uh, I was like, uh, and then there's an article in the Atlantic, uh, and it's a quote uh, from another prominent, supposedly Christian. It was talking about Christianity, and the Republican said, hey, I I understand this turn-the-cheek stuff, but that's got us nowhere in the past 50 years. And this is a direct quote from a publication. Oh, right, yeah, Yeah. I remember this, yeah. This this has gotten us nowhere. Like, we're going to have to basically— we're going to have to basically meet fire or, or, or uh, fight fire with fire here. Yeah. Or Johnny, meet fire with fire. It's a whole Which new thing. <laughs> it's a new thing. <laughs> Don't you hate when Matt Damon says fortune favors the brave? Yes. I was like, the bold? What are we doing? Curry literally can't watch it. She just gets, she seethes with anger. Well, no doubt that's probably one of the original. People have uttered this phrase since the time of the Romans. Fortune favors the brave. She's like, they didn't say it. You know, but maybe like, they did say the brave and we have the wrong quote. In our modern know. syntax. I just hate the idea of these stars like pushing their crypto and NFTs on like people who are just broke already. And they're just like, hey, man, you're just like Galileo. You're just like Edmund Hillary yeah. when you buy five bucks of whatever Dogecoin. Is he supposed to be in a spaceship overlooking Mars? He looks ah. out the window at a red planet. I'm like, where are you right now? <laughs> <laughs> what have they done with Matt Damon? <laughs> is he safe? So maybe that is where they – maybe that is like the ship from which they decided to hack my Twitter account. Could be. Because I don't know where it came from. It did. It said New Zealand, which is a little closer than Mars. Yeah. But I got this email that said someone – suspicious login from New Zealand and to all of our New was Zealand listeners. you? And you're like, no. I wish it was. To all of our New Zealand listeners. I was like, did they G'day. just invite me to speak in New Zealand? That's uh, what I heard. I was like, oh. Yeah. All they I want bought, is my PIN number. I bought a ticket. Anyway, yeah. um, that's hubris, Johnny. Yeah. And so I immediately go, and before I can, before I can do anything, mm-hmm. the hacker has already changed my email address, my username, and put a new picture in. Like, it's gone. John underscore driver, gone. Yeah. And it's something else. And it began this vicious cycle of me emailing Twitter. And they're like, okay. And they reply, reply with this username, email address. So I reply with it. They're like, this username does not exist. We have closed this case. I'm like, okay. and then they, please rate your interaction with us. <laughs> <laughs> like, One star to five stars. I'm reporting that my yeah. account is compromised. Yeah. Don't you think the first thing they're going to do is remove my information? So I literally had to start a new ticket. Mm-hmm. I was like, and that's what I'd write. Please don't delete this or close this case. You're looking for usernames you're asking for that no longer exist. This is why I have a problem. Here's a screenshot with my actual username. Here's a screenshot of the new username where they've done like. And it then, is. It's like the scene in Tommy Boy when the lady at the counter says he's trying to get a flight to Chicago last minute. And she goes, 
I can get you a flight coming back from Chicago. Does that help? Hi, I'm Earth. Have we met? I don't think I so. I just, I just, I couldn't. And then, and then when I sent that one, then yeah. I got the automated back again. Please mm. give us your user. It's like, oh, I had to rewrite the whole. I had to rewrite the whole email like five times. Why well, didn't just copy it? I don't know. I reached out to Jeffrey immediately, like fix it, you know, because he's like, right. He 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 gave me he's like the website I'm already on. I was just so was Jeffrey's just so, the per- first person I ever knew that was on Twitter. Remember, he used to have a shirt that said "Follow me," uh-huh. and it had like text something to four zero four zero four. The funniest part of that story. So that was before Twitter. That yeah. was like a you could follow someone, and yeah, text text this keyword to this number. Yeah, and so for like, I'm not kidding, like five years, and he is gonna die hysterically laughing whenever. <laughs> wait. Die laughing hysterically. I don't know the words. Either one. Uh, when he hears this, but for like five years, we'd sat around the table like, guys, we just need like the the cutting edge, forward thinking way that people could like, mm-hmm. I don't know, punch in a number. This is very early. Like this is probably like two thousand five, six. You know, something they could punch in a number and like somehow subscribe to something. You know, like we're trying so yeah. hard, and I'd never paid attention, but Jeffrey's been wearing this shirt. Yeah. Subscribing to him. Yes. And he just sat there with like not knowing, not, never giving us an answer. And like five years later, it was like he looked down and we all looked down. I was like, he's like, oh, we could just do this. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, dude, we've been talking about this and you've been wearing that shirt. So not only do we, do we not notice his shirt? Yeah. John, he had the answer inside of him the whole time. He's goodwill hunting. He <laughs> he knew the equation more than the mathematicians did. Oh, my goodness. He's our Elon Musk. Uh, isn't that just like our Lord? I don't, I don't know how it is. <laughs> Text Lord to 40404. Oh, my goodness. So uh, I did get an email from Twitter Everything's while we on. were at lunch. And they said, we're so sorry. Well, we you know, it. I attached all kinds of screenshots and, and wrote very verbosely, something which I'm sure the person appreciated. Yeah. Uh, and they said, we've now restored this email address. I'd log in. So I have now got it back. And... It's a couple things I'm disappointed in. Number one, they did nothing to increase my following while they had control of my account. It's the same number. I mean, you could have done something. What did you want it for? <sighs> yeah, if they're not going to do something nefarious with it. I mean, you didn't increase it. You didn't make a post. They just kind of probably have an algorithm that just finds a bunch of accounts that are, you know, easy to hack. And then they just sift through it. And they were looking at you like, thousand followers. This guy's <laughs> not worth the yikes. Yeah. See... I don't like the idea of it just being a part of somebody's algorithm. I like to think that some dude actually they targeted in, you. in New Zealand was like, we got to get this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's a listener, like right now. He's like, oh, drats. It is weird, though. It's like I think about technology when you something comes out and it, it's kind of inert. It could be good or bad. It could, be really, it could do some really good things and some really bad things. And like we're only now figuring out all the bad things that yeah. we, people can do with the internet and social media. And so it's just like, we find out a new bad thing every day. Like, uh, Apple air tags came out this year or in 2021. Yeah. And it's this thing where you can track, I lost my keys and you can make it like beep and make a pulse and it can track it within 15 feet. Yeah. You can put one on your dog's collar. It's great. Except for you see what people are doing now, right? I uh, heard about this, but I can't remember. People are putting them on people or cars to track them without them knowing it. So you just buy an AirTag for 30 bucks, and I go, hey, I like John's Acura, and I pop it on there while you're at Longhorn, and then you drive to your house, and then you go in your house or you leave your car for a couple days, and I wait until I know your car's in your driveway, and I go steal your car. Wow. Like people are using it for these weird – or tracking a person. Like 
slip one into a girl's backpack or whatever. Like it's so shady, and it's like this could have this was made to be a good thing, yeah. but it's got all these weird like back end loopholes to where it could be used for something awful. Yeah. So they'll probably they'll probably go away, or they'll have to figure out some way to shut it down if it's not been used for i don't know how they'll do it but my favorite part is how we just use technology to tell a bunch of other people how they can also do the same sure <laughs> they're like i hadn't even thought of doing that <laughs> i do like john's acura it's like you watch all those murder mysteries or all those cop shows it's yeah. like you watch csi long enough you're teaching the criminals how to do it well i mean i only know it because i saw the articles so right it wasn't like I'm, right <laughs> sure you did john <laughs> speaking of there is something i haven't told you about Okay. That I've waited for this moment oh. to bring up. Uh, it actually is this came, like an intervention. This is it actually is called an intervention, uh, and it came via an email, oh, no. just to me, not to you, from one of our listeners. <laughs> I have no idea what's about to happen. You really don't. I, I, did, did, I did not prepare, Johnny. This is happening, everybody, in real time. But I got an email from faithful. Wonderful friend of yours. Oh. Uh, who's a friend of mine as well. And his name is Brian Bates. Okay. Brian Bates sent me an email after last week's episode that said, <laughs> It said, I played golf with Johnny numerous times in 2021. Please don't believe him when he said he only played once. I don't remember this. Now, Johnny, I'd like to, I mean, just right here. I mean, I wrote back, I knew he was lying, exclamation point. Uh-huh. This calls for intervention on the next podcast. Appreciate the watchdog tip. Hope you are well. So I'm just curious, what what are you going to do now that... I just need, I need to see the receipts because I, <laughs> I remember playing golf with him, but I thought it was 2020 that we played the most. And I thought 2021 by then I was mostly... See, I feel like you told me a bunch of times last year, but you just dismissed me outright. And I was going to let it go. <sighs> Could be. But it's a good thing we have someone like Brian out there. Well, let me just say this. I didn't have a good round all year. <laughs> it wasn't memorable, whatever yeah. it was. And it wasn't like I'm blocking out good things. Uh, <laughs> if you've seen me play golf, you know that it's something you want to forget. You know what? You have an, I will, I will just call it this. You have an unorthodox golf swing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it goes straighter than mine. That In apparently the same way is... that like the elephant man had an unorthodox <laughs> face. <laughs> but I will say, you you still golf better than me. And everyone's like, dude, your swing looks great. Yeah. And then it just goes right to the woods. No one's ever said my swing looks great. I would trade my I would trade your results for my swing, Johnny. Okay. That, that will preach. Will preach. Somewhere. Here's what I have. I have no follow through. I go back, and then I kind of like, once I make contact with the ball, I find myself pulling back. Like I poke it mm, out there. Guys, and you can't do that. No. you got to swing through. Yeah. you got to keep going. you, you want to follow through in life. You do. Because if you hold back. Actually, again, you, st- you keep getting better results. I mean, I follow through every time straight yeah. into the woods. Yeah. I miss the, you know what, I find myself missing the golf course, but not enough to go spend $50 to go be bad at something. Ah, uh, you go play a bad course. You don't play $50 courses. You got to go play the janky ones. Well, even then, it's it's a commitment. It's a four-hour commitment. Yeah, that's the thing with you is that you care about your time. <sighs> uh, you need to get over that. Yeah. You know, so there's all a, hurtling through space. There's a new book. I haven't read it yet, but Andrew is on me about it called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. Mm-hmm. And apparently it's like one of those it's going to get you kind of books. Like it's it's like you, it's funny. I don't want to read that book because I know it's going to tell me that I'm not doing what I should do. 
Is it going to tell you to slow down or is it going to tell you to – It apparently traces like the history of time. That's oh, what he said. no. Like when we started keeping time. Yeah. And like what this means for us now and how it's evolved. That actually sounds super interesting. But is it going to make you want to be more like mindful of taking rest or is it going to make you want to get more accomplished? No, 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 rest. It's yeah. like what you know, you're, you're pursuing. Because if you're going to go to like I'm not doing enough. I'm not pursuing I'm, I'm hurry already, I'm already annoyed by how much you're doing. Yeah, I, I, it's it is a supposedly more of a challenge to the yeah. priorities of your life, kind of thing, and like busyness as right. a, a positive attribute just by default in our culture. Right. Yeah, I, I lived that way. I know you may think I still live that way, but I don't look. I don't know, John. I, wow. don't, know, I don't know how you live because uh, you've said a lot of things, Johnny. I know we've not played golf together, so take that for what it's Johnny. Worth. You wouldn't even know if we had. <laughs> <laughs> and you are. <laughs> It's, uh, I remember my youth pastor days, which you remember well. Mm-hmm. And. Those were good days. They were great days. And man, I had the calendar by the tail, as they say. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I, I mean, man, I had my life, like, I remember when we had like a hundred kids, like, I knew I had deadlines everywhere, digital post-it notes everywhere. Yeah. And just kept things moving. Like you got into this motion where, okay, you got to do this, this, and this. And to the to the point, I like had office hours, almost yeah. like a professor. Like I had one-on-ones with Pastor John. I put these slots together between school and youth group. And and I just – it. Did you say this? My door's always open, kids. No, I was like, my door's not always open. That's why oh. I put these slots out. Yeah. My door is closed, so. guys. So <laughs> I need you to make an appointment. And it was like – it was Sorry so – Sorry about your crisis. It actually was very – it's an appealing lifestyle to me because you you really get a lot done and, and you're you're running a lot and and I noticed because I'm hanging out with kids right now a little bit while we're doing this youth pastor surge when I sit in a circle with kids there's like a real familiar natural kind of lightheartedness that comes over me yeah you know um, and it's very it's very like because it was it was super interesting like sitting back in a car that you used to own kind of thing like oh this is wow I forgot what this felt like you know kind of thing. I don't want the job again or something. I'm not saying that, but it was just a really interesting thing. I like hanging out with kids. That's still something I enjoy. And so um, I can remember, though, I wanted the adults in my life and the people in the church to know how much I was doing. I didn't know I wanted that, but I was very, like, staying in motion, staying in motion. And, and like, on Sundays especially, if you saw me, man, I was just running like a house of fire. And we hired John Kerry, and he became just a— Former presidential candidate. Right. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> he even applied for the job. But uh, John Kerry became our next youth pastor. And one of his first Sundays here, we were downstairs doing something. There's always a problem, you know, electrical problem. One of the machines goes down. You're trying to, you know, you're running around on Sunday morning. And I just, I don't think it was a major problem. Whatever it was, I was just very busy-bodied. I'm just moving around quick, you know, just moving around. And he goes, hey. Because you remember John was just – John's just such a dear friend. He was, he was so forthright yeah. and honest in a good way. And he was just like, hey, what are you doing? I was like, man – and it was, I was super offended. I was like, well, somebody's got to get this crap done. Like right. it's a real mm-hmm. – he's like, you know you're not helping anybody, right? Like you're just making everybody more stressed out. Like well, we can do this. We don't have to act like it's so super stressful. Let's just, let's just do it. And yeah. like look at you. You're just kind of – you're just all worked up. you know. And I was just like uh, – 
Oh, like he, he was right. It he punched him right in the face. Listen, John Kerry may have been an athlete, but you've not seen guns like I have, Johnny. Yeah, uh, that's true. John Kerry would crush me with his pinky. Yeah. But no, he was right. And it was like, I was like, you know what? I do. I kind of want people to think that I'm really busy. Uh, like I'm the master of the universe around here. And the truth is, Johnny, I was not. No, he man. So, he the master of the universe. Yeah, he was the... <laughs> Everybody knows that. <laughs> Mama wouldn't let me watch He-Man because no. of that. I have the power. Get out of here. Yeah, by the power of Grace Cole. Can't say that. Can't do that. I could listen to the music, though. <laughs> what, what music? You don't remember, I don't remember what it was, but I love The I, soundtrack? The opening song. The, the But music. he says it in the thing. That's the whole... I could listen to that, but I just couldn't watch the show. But it's in the music. I, could, oh. I loved the music so much. <laughs> that, was the, that was the compromise that my parents gave me. Like, That's hysterical. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I wish I, I need to go find it. I wonder what it sounded like. I hey, man, I just remember that part. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only part. That's the only part I remember. It's very catchy. Oh my goodness! Is your John? Is your heater on? I hear a. Whoosh. Uh, the heater is on. Yeah, you need to turn it off. I hear it in the. I hear it in the podcast. You think they're going to hear this? I think that you turn it off, and I guarantee there'll be a difference. Yeah, it's a huge <laughs> difference. Guys, I was cold. See, John's dumb white noise machine over here. I can't help it. It's cold in here. You're a problem. I have a problem. Many problems. You're bundled up anyway. I'm not bundled at all today. You're rocking yourself under a blanket, <sighs> under okay. an Afghan. I'm cold natured. What? Are, that's the thing. And cold hearted. You know, Sadie's going to grow up without Afghans. You know, like an Afghan that like your aunt knitted. Yeah. And it's on the couch for no reason, and then you bundle up into that thing, and you wake up and you're in it like you're in a web. Like your fingers are coming through the holes. Like your nana trapped a wild boar on the couch. You were just trying to get a nap, and now you just are in this net. Yeah, no, so that's the her, her, that's over. I think like we people may have some people being very crafty. I think people just go. I think there are crafty people. Yeah, but the, here's the deal, and I've noticed this too. I think we might have talked about this before, but people get crafty, and then people try to chase them into making it a monetizable thing. Oh yeah. So they either kind of burn out really quickly. They go, hey, I like making these cigar box lamps Yeah, from repurposed whatever, stuff I found in the garage. Look, I made this thing. And they go, dude, you, could be, you should put this on oh Etsy. And if that's what you want to do, that's great. And I have a right. friend that does that. But if you just go, Uncle hey, I made, I made this, <laughs> right. I made this Afghan for my ch- you know grandchildren, that could just be a thing you do. But I think that part is going away. Like we've kind of killed off that part of our culture where people just go hey i made this thing it's like people go you should be doing 12 of these a week just like the song says afghan killed the etsy star it's true it's it was, true that's uh, true i've never that's a different version. it's a different version no i think it's very true um sadie you know got you know deep into crocheting okay so she made all kinds of things uh and yes it is it's like the next step for everyone is monetization yeah you don't just do things for like the sheer joy yeah. of it and I, I don't know, maybe that's, I know, maybe people do, and I'm not trying to make a broad generalization. I'm just saying, and what I've noticed is, like if somebody, like when I meet somebody who's just a hobbyist at comedy, it's almost, it bothers me a little bit. Yeah. Because I'm like, all right, well, if you're not going to do this for real. Right. But it shouldn't be that way. I right. should be like, look, if you want to do a day job and go do open mics, like what is, who is that hurting? Yeah. But uh, there's that hustle culture that we have ingrained in us that like, well, if you're not going to do it for points. Yeah, things that require an audience is hard because, you know, I do a lot of sort of consultations with aspiring writers, you know. Yeah. And it's like, what do you want to do with this? And that's a really hard question 
Because I always try to tell them, you know, your writing has value without you doing anything yeah. commercial with it. And they feel like if they say they just want to do it as a hobby, that they're like selling themselves right, short. They're, not or they're, serious. Like, they're giving up. Yeah. But the flip side is, I remember being a writer that no one, you know, that had no books in, out there. And it does feel, that's not a good feeling either, though, because you're like, well, yeah, but I've already read this. I wrote it. Like, you know, yeah. what's the point? So, and now it's just a journal, you know. It's like the where do you see yourself in five years? It's kind of like a, such a trap question. <laughs> yeah. You know, where do you see yourself? Because if you say, well, right here, so, like, is that what they're looking for? Right. Right here in the same old job, being totally content with low benefits and low wages. I love this place. If you say that, they're like, this guy's got no ambition. But if right. you say, like, I see myself with your job, you know, now they're like, whoa, this guy's, hey. this yeah. guy's crazy. Yeah, I've been interviewing a lot of people. It was funny. Anders on a call yesterday. Uh, and it, it's one of those – sometimes we'll, tell, we'll say things about our church culture that we know they haven't experienced because they just haven't been here kind of yeah. thing. But it's, it's, it's an interview. They feel compelled to share something in response yeah. because you're trying to look like you know something so you'll get the job. But you're like, yeah, but you're speaking to something that you haven't experienced yet, which is fine. I can't speak to what you've experienced either. It's like there's the pressure. Of course you want – and of course you're entering ministry jobs. Mm-hmm. You want someone who's humble. It's ministry. Also, I need you to tell me what you're good at on yeah, this Yeah, you need to be – it's a tough thing. You have to be kind of confident yeah. and, and you know, well-equipped to do the job and know that you're equipped and also be like really humble. Like, how do you balance all those things? You know, Beth and Jeff McCord, the Enneagram coaches that um, I'm helping write on their book, one, in one of our first interviews for me to get the job or not to help, I remember I was like, you know, Beth, I um, I don't I don't want to brag. I needed to tell her that I could do this, yeah. a couple, some part of it. And she goes, John, this is so refreshing. She was like, John, you know that since I know you're a counterphobic six, that I'm aware it would be almost impossible for you to brag. Like bragging is one of the worst things that you fear. Yeah. Like you're not, you'd rather crawl under this table than come off boastful. Yeah. Like you have a lot of other things, you know, that's not, but that's, that's just not one of them. She goes, so you don't have to worry about it. I was like, well, that was really helpful because I make so many disclaimers to not come off that someone doesn't know that about me. Right. But the fact that she got so neurotic or whatever, they just, right. And then you're neurotic because you're making all the disclaimers, you know? So, and and I certainly am. This guy's no faith in himself. (laughs) I really do that. That's a hard, hard line because I have to go to meetings where I say, and it takes courage to say it. Like, listen, I could do this job. I think I could do it well and probably faster than most people. Yeah. Like that's, Ooh, God, he just, he kills me saying it. I might say it like, that's how God gifted me to do this. Because I do a lot of other things too, and that must be what that must be how this works yeah. out, you know. Yeah. Um, some, you know, I don't know. It's been so long since I've interviewed for anything, uh, but I know about me that I'm trying to think of scenario, a similar scenario. The closest thing to an interview I think I've had is when I was talking to somebody about managing me years ago, yeah, and it was a big deal, yeah, and uh, it was a huge opportunity, and I was like. Um, because normally you go to somebody and they come to you. They go, hey, you know, we see your career. You're doing well. We'd love to come alongside you and blah, blah, blah. Like people who go, do I need an agent? Well, if you are asking that, you probably don't need one yet. Yeah. Like, you know, they'll come find you. But in this position, I was getting ready to sign with one agency and another agent who I had been like getting advice from said, uh, um, don't sign anything to talk to me. And so I kind of knew the next conversation I have with this person yeah. is like a make or break deal. And so... And uh, they have a lot of success. And I was like, uh, 
So I had this conversation with them, and I remember this person is the kind of person who just will let you talk. <laughs> You know? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. They'll let you just give yourself enough rope to hang yourself. Uh-huh. So I'm just like, well, look, if you know, I just, I think I have a lot to bring to the table. And if you just go with me, but I mean, if you don't want to, I get it. I mean, because look, I mean, just a young comic. I mean, what am I going <laughs> to. And so by the time you, you like, you do and undo everything, like yeah. you're, ta- you're giving with one hand and taking away with the yeah. other. And they're just sitting back, like, I know he was just smiling and they're like, this poor He's sap. just, he just imploded right in yeah. front of me. <laughs> and it ended up working out, but it's just that thing of, like, yeah, I tie myself in knots and yeah. I over talk. But that's because I'm afraid that if I don't communicate the fullness, you used to say it to me as a speaker, you know, that that was something I can improve upon is I literally try to, before I've made my statement, right, cover every single right. objection, all the opposition that could come from every logical viewpoint. Mm-hmm. And that's a, it's a fault. It's a strength if I do it right. Yeah. I can quickly, but if I get caught in that, or like I'm now thinking of what each possible negative yeah. response would be. Well, that's what we talked about on Twitter now where you say like, I like oranges. You know, they're my favorite. How dare you? You know, because you're, you're. My mom's allergic to right, oranges. You're leaving out the right. people who don't like. What about ma- how you didn't even bring up mangoes? Like that's kind of the yeah. ridiculousness that you get into when you make a million qualifying statements. It's like it's OK to stand for something. Yeah. Like make sure that you're right and that you've done your research. But then. Stand for something. It's okay to have a position. Yeah. Uh, even Dave Ramsey, who I'm not a gigantic fan of, but even he says, like, just if you call in, like, I'm an expert on my opinion. Right. Like, all I can give you is my opinion. I'm an expert on that. So yeah. you can agree with it or not agree, but this is my opinion. So this is it's my show. So it's like you can't fault him for having a strong opinion. Right. You know, don't call the show. <laughs> you know? Right. No, it's interesting. Um, being, yeah, the confidence, I don't know, maybe... Again, courage is a, is a big word for me right now, but it does take courage to take a stand because taking the right stand doesn't mean you're not going to have pushback. Yeah. It may mean that you'll have more. So if you if you define a good position by that which most people agree with, which is really what social media trains you to do, yeah, let's find a position that's popular. Right. So when you're trying to find a position that's right and also is not going to ruffle feathers – then it's really difficult because you're disappointed. I said this and someone disagreed or a sermon, you know, could do the same right. thing. So then we go the other way and we assume the right position ruffles feathers. Mm-hmm. Now we re- reverse engineer and we set out to ruffle feathers, believing that if we ruffled feathers, it must have been right. Yeah. And both are wrong. We definitely grew up with that of like, um, you know, things are going so bad here. We must be doing something right. The devil's attacking us. Yeah. You know, and be like, well, you know, you shot yourself in the foot. Yeah. And so that's not the devil. You right. Know, you, you said, and that happens a lot. You see somebody say something really uh, crass and dumb and uh, insensitive on social media. And then there's a huge outrage and a, and a backlash towards it. And then the response is not an apology. It's like a, oh, you, they got to you. You guys clearly don't even understand what I was trying to say. It's like, no, here it is. Here's a screenshot yeah. of it. This is, How could I have interpreted this wrong? Show me how, where's the good in this? And then they're like, oh, here we go. This is the cancel culture. Right. And they just, that's their default. It's like, well, just think about what you're going to say before you say it. It's okay to stand for something, but own it when you are wrong. Like, we just see so rarely that someone actually apologizes anymore. Yeah. And then, and then immediately can, after attacking others as a way of communicating, suddenly cry, I'm the victim. I'm being is attacked. really, really hard. Like, yeah. um, 
you know, we saw that politically a, you know, I'm telling you, I, I, people would tell me there towards the end of the election, no president has has faced more just baseless scrutiny. Yeah. I'm, I'm maybe adjusting the words here, you know, than Trump. And I was like, guys, no president has attacked. I've ever heard. I mean, I've read a lot of history. I've never heard quite the rhetoric of attack against yeah. everybody, including his own chiefs of staff. Like, you know, I'm not talking yeah. like I'm not saying he deserves it or something. I'm just saying, like, surely you recognize that. Right. When you're is, being divisive, it's, people are going to be divided about you. Right. Like, it's going to come back in some way. It's actually just the book of Proverbs. So and, and I don't care if a Democrat does it or if you do it. Like, it's true for all of us. But yeah. to, to be to act surprised or that, well, that everyone's just after him for no reason. <laughs> it's like I, there's yeah. there may have been a tone, you know, at least. So I don't know that that I don't like your tone. Um, well, I'm, I'm running for office now, Johnny. Oh, Maybe I should stop talking about it and do it. Bro, this could be a huge moment. It could be. There's a good chance it's not. This is where we be. inject like Battle Hymn of the Republic behind you. Oh, dude. I, my fellow Americans, I, you know, I don't. Do you think kn- you would be a good politician? I don't. <laughs> if by good politician you mean one <laughs> getting things good for the good people of getting things done for the good people of Tennessee and you, following through on my promises. If you mean good politician, meaning I'm going to be, I'm going to be the uh, <laughs> watchdog of special interests and do whatever they want. Then no, sir, I'm no politician. Am I going to be in the pocket of these lobbyists and special interest groups? I'm just. Well, the, what are their names and what are the hours? I, Wait. <laughs> How much do they pay? What does it pay? I am just going to be a non-politician. See, when yeah. we elect the non-politicians, it sounds great. Yeah. Except they don't know anything about how government works. Yeah. So that's a like problem. Like, I'm a total outsider. This guy's a total outsider. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Like, again, I'm not harping on someone today, but I'm just saying, I, I remember when Trump said he'd call the president of Puerto Rico. Like, yeah. this is a quote. I can't believe a president survived that politically. Yeah, you are the president of Puerto Rico. We just put a president in office that yeah. doesn't understand. Give me the president of Puerto Rico online. <laughs> but he, I think he even said I called the president of Puerto Rico. Yeah. So not only no, you didn't, because you're him. <laughs> so that's not true. Either you're mis. So if you misspoke, mm-hmm. the next move would be to say what I meant to say was right. I, I called, you know, under the governor of the territory or whatever that may be. But yeah, I, 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 Johnny, I want to be president of Puerto Rico. I think is what I'm saying. Man. It's. <laughs> I know that's you're a, thinking. Uh, that's a lofty goal. You're thinking I'm not qualified. I think I... it's not a job. <laughs> <laughs> but I think if anyone could do it, John. If anyone could do it, see that's my problem is you'd have to start in local government, and I just. That's true. You got to start out city commissioner, county commissioner. Uh, I just don't want to. School board. I just. Oh. I Can just... you imagine being school board right now with all oh, the mask stuff and you... the. Angry oh. parents at meetings and stuff. They're, Forget it. They're giving death threats and stuff. They're yeah. school board members. Yeah. I can't. I can't. Um, I could. I don't. And it would be. It's people like you that decide not to get involved because you're right. scared of a little bit of conflict. So right, That's guys. why the system will never change. He's so right, everybody. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. It's one of those. I don't know. I think about. I've been to. I've been to like city commissioner meetings and stuff, and yeah. I just. Mm-mm. I. I feel like like I feel like I've done committees and stuff in my life. Like I've had, yeah. I don't know. We've been to a few uh, city hall, city commissioner meetings ourselves. We went and like 
made fun of them one time. Well, they invited us to make fun of them. They invited us because we did a song at our church. We had a, a big city census. Mount Juliet was an exploding city at the time. Still right. is, but... A huge star appeared over Mount right. Juliet. And Two, all... 2007 was... Was it 2007? I think it was 07 or 08. Uh, I thought that since the since I... Yeah. What's the plural of census? Censuses. Census... <laughs> Censuses. I feel like that censuses happen every 10 years, like on the 10th. Like okay. I thought, 2000, was, I thought I want to say there's a shirt somewhere and it has 2007. Maybe they, I don't know, maybe they were preparing for it. I've seen pictures of it in my old I really thought it was iCloud. 2010. Maybe the anyway, local census is different. I don't well, know. anyway, we took the opportunity <laughs> at our church to help like get people signed up because we were really involved in city government at the time as our church. That was like, one of the things like Pastor Andrew yeah. was fully believed in that. So, uh, and so we were like, hey, so we did these things. We were like trying to get everybody signed up in the church for the census, cards in the back, whatever. And we wrote a dumb song and it was to the theme song of Cheers, where everybody knows your name. Get on the roll so everybody knows your name. We know these yellow shirts are lame because they had, they had these uh-huh. city census shirts. Bright yellow shirts. We know these yellow shirts are lame. Dude, and I played keys live. Yeah, and you played keys. And, uh, and I did big, the, oh, like behind you. It was on a the- big hit. And we did all the harmonies. And then the city was like, oh, we saw that because it was our live stream or whatever. Like, we saw it. We want you to come do it at our. So we came and did it there. Like in front of the mayor and the whole. Yeah. And just. I mocked, found the video. The mocked day. their processes. I found the video. My favorite one that we wrote was we just got our own little train, our little train that goes from like to downtown. Uh-huh. It's called the Music City Star, and it's kind of janky. And we were like, uh, my, one of the lines was, get on the roll or we're going to make you ride the train. <laughs> I don't think they liked that because the whole thing was like, take the train to work. Don't you don't commute, you know. Yeah. And it was like, if you don't sign up for the census, we're going to make you get on this janky train. <laughs> People didn't. <laughs> They're like looking at each other like, is it OK that they did this? It's one of our huge initiatives. Wasn't that last line something like, uh, when Mom, when Walmart gets here, everything will be okay? Yeah. Because we they're building <laughs> yeah, the Walmart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I remember like, whether you've been here for 30 years or you just relocated from Maine. <laughs> I was trying to like, we're trying to like rhyme zone anything that rhyme with get on the roll so everybody knows your name. Oh my gosh. Oh man, it was a dumb time. But yeah, it was fun. But yeah, that, that's the only city council meeting I've ever been in was just because we were asked to come there and mock them. I wasn't even doing stand-up yet. No. That was just you and me doing our dumb stuff. Doing funny things. Yeah. Johnny, I missed You've you changed. Laid, you laid the groundwork. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was fun. Uh, we would try anything. Yeah. That's the thing. There was nothing we wouldn't try. And I think that's where you've changed, and I miss it. I miss the old Johnny. Um, I gotta go. I gotta play golf. You gotta. Today, so yeah, you've changed. You've got going. these. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Um, maybe we should. Ah, we're not gonna post it. What? We should post that video. Yeah. Sure. I don't know. Find it. Post yeah. it. If I found it, find it and send it to only the patrons. Oh. I'm just kidding. Don't do that. That'd be mean. <laughs> Speaking of our patrons, yeah, uh, we got a new patron this week. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So thank you guys so much for we your love, support. So, we love our people so much that yeah. take care of us and uh, and help us make more things. I can I can give you guys a little update on some things moving forward. Uh, we are going to be adding a video component soon. Yes. And you'll be able to see our podcast on YouTube. We are actually uh, remodeling a, in a different room around here for a podcast studio. Audio versions still be available. Yep. Same thing as always for audio listeners. We encourage you those. You'll start seeing video clips of us. Uh, so we're designing. That space is being cleared out right now. We're about to start painting and things. So pretty cool. Pretty cool stuff coming there. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, if he wanted to hear more about though other episodes and how to become a patron, where would they go, Johnny? Talkaboutthatpodcast.com mm. and uh, archived episodes, almost 200. Yeah. And uh, you can find out all about the show. Go to the Patreon link yeah. if you want to kick in a few bucks. That'd be great. Yeah. Uh, if not, look, we know it's hard times for some people. Sure. Some of you have thrived and flourished, and it's high time that you stop mooching. But for some of you, hey, hey. keep on listening and <laughs> click away. We don't care. We're not judging here. Yeah. You know who you are. Yeah. Yeah, you know exactly who you, <laughs> you are. You know what category you fall into. <laughs> uh, hey, continue to send us. Uh, we actually had a comment. Um, we had a listener who reached out and said, I once again just wanted to let you all know how much the podcast helps me get through my weeks. This week's episode was so raw and real, and I'm just so grateful I found it and have it as a source of thoughtfulness and encouragement. Thank you all. So it was very kind. So, hey, thank you for that great uh, encouragement to us. I appreciate it. We always like it when people reach out and uh, tell us that they enjoy the show. It means a lot. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, You'll be able to see or hear me on the For the Love podcast with Jen Hatmaker on Tuesday. Sorry, it's not on Tuesday. On Wednesday, the 26th. Okay. Next week. So yeah, we'll, we'll get this big, on Monday. Big time, bro. Uh, she was great, man. She's big. She's, she's big time. She's awesome. It was it was a big opportunity to get to be there with Reggie and, and talk about When is about she going to come on our show? That's the that, big question. Hey, we'll have a studio now. We are working on a couple of exciting guests, actually, because when we go to video, we'll be able to bring more guests in studio. And uh, so we actually have some dates we're working on with some people we right now. We call that in the industry a tease. Mm, let me tell you. So things really are moving uh, around to talk about that world. So make sure you check out Johnny on all of his socials. Make sure you check out his comedy specials. And go Find and rate John them. at his new Twitter. Mm. What is it? Yeah, I haven't got my I have not got my username back. It's like. <laughs> John 06526. It's just a social security number, basically. It's just. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm coming to live with you now, Johnny. Okay. So sleep fun. on the bed, on the mattress. It happened to me, bro. The Instagram, I got hacked by Russian bots years ago, and I still haven't built back. Uh, There's still, it's still below than what it was. Wow. And uh, look, this is what happens. You know, people just assume they still follow you. They're like, hey, I know I don't see your Instagram. We're like, yeah, because I got hacked and then my account was deleted and you never refollowed me. Okay. Get yeah. on it, people. Yeah. I'm sorry I lashed out. Yeah, sorry, guys. Sorry so, about that time when I said that. This is the snowball effect of someone hacking your account. It is. The anger, the rage just comes out. I mean, just the fallout and the people around. What am I without the ones and zeros to tell me that I'm a person? <laughs> I'm nothing. <laughs> anyway, we're fine. We're, yeah, we're great. Everything's, everything's totally well-balanced to the individuals. <laughs> hey, guys, thank you. Send us your topics, uh, things you want to hear us talk about, and we'll do it next week on Talk About That. Everyone wants to change the world. Capital Ministries is doing just that, one heart at a time by creating disciples of Jesus Christ among political leaders in the U.S. and foreign nations. For more than 25 years, founder Ralph Drawlinger has written Bible studies specifically for public servants. Study along with us and learn what the Bible says about capitalism, communism, abortion, same-sex marriage, and other contemporary issues. Subscribe and follow us at lifeaudio.com or search Capital Ministries on your favorite podcast platform.